0: <laughs> the Treaty of Lodi in 1545. For,
1: uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Where, where do you think Death Race comes from?
0: Oh, no, it all makes so, so much sense. We were just talking about how magic basically started in 1455, where the Treaty of Lodi had Francisco Sforza form a triple alliance between the Duchy of Milan, the Republic of Florence, and the Kingdom of Naples. And... Yeah, Calum, you you are pretty sure, right? This is this yeah, is where absolutely. the origins of magic can be traced. You took the back words to. right out of
1: my mouth. Like you're definitely not reading read off Wikipedia. We just know uh, this I, kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, just I, I just <laughs>
0: happened to know that on, on April 9th, right? That's what they call mm-hmm. it, guys. This is this is amazing. By the way, I just came back from my car mechanic, like the new car mechanic, and the old one actually tried to rip me off. The old one charged. Me at all suggested that I pay 800 euros for the replacement of my abs system in my car and we were like yeah mm, hashtag second opinion and the other guy I went to just today he literally he flipped open the truck not the trunk the front of the car and it didn't take him 30 seconds to fix the problem and he was like yeah this is just like a technical term whatever and he literally like 30 seconds he fixed it like he didn't even charge me and the other guy was like yeah the other guy was like 800 euros yeah like just like give me two do lens or something and dude, i make it work
2: dude
0: that's insane
2: i mean that that's whenever you build a deck that's always why you ask two people right because like the one can give you probably like a lot of shitty uh tips and i'm not tr- even
0: sure if the other guy was like generally trying to rip me off or whether he was just like stupid like <laughs> okay out w- of me
1: and julian which one
0: is who <laughs>
2: <laughs> Dude, like you would be the guy who definitely
1: rips me off. So
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean there's a lot of people in magic who will probably like tell you like every time and I don't even wanna call any anyone out specifically, but I just saw yeah. this like the other week on Discord where people were like, Okay, so oh, our matchup against this and this is like really good and I'm, I'm like are you sure yeah (laughs) especially like in legacy like which matchups are they really that are like really good like i think people have like such varying standards to what those terms mean like when i say really good I, i feel like 60 40 like 65 or 35 is insanely good oh yeah dude. 60 is very high for me yeah, yeah. And then there's, like, people who mean, like, oh, no, no, like, I, I've i never lost to, this, mat- to yeah. this matchup. Like, oh, yeah, you played it, like, what, twice? Yeah, sure. Ag- against, right. like, your I mean, stupid eight-year-old brother who can't even, like, hold the cards properly? Yeah, yeah, I guess it's mean, a testing environment. A
2: pr- Dude, that's a problem, right? Because, like, everyone, whenever they talk about their own deck, like, their deck doesn't have any bad matchups. That- that's a problem. So you have, like, a room of, like, 400 players plus, and they all have a deck that ha- only has good matchups.
0: And I'm like, well, that, I mean, that, that 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 that's
2: really cool and all. Like, and, and, and you are probably pretty
1: decent at selling your deck to me, but... And then they got pretty unlucky in the main tournament they're prepping for.
0: Oh, yeah. Did, yeah. yeah, Imagine if you play in the tournament where everybody's favored and you go 1-6. Like, can you imagine how bad you <laughs> must be?
1: <laughs> but jokes aside, the beauty of this stuff is, like, you can't get, like, crazy high win rates with... Decks that I'm being teched for, Uh, not to shit talk the deck too much, but with Painter, when I was working on it like loads, I think I beat uh, DNT like twenty matches in a row, and then they started putting Embercle in their sideboard, and I started to lose tons. So, and then it was just like a lot closer, basically. So it's so rude i know very very rude so i mean it's just fair play to them like it's good innovation so if you're winning a matchup tons if they then realize that it's a really bad matchup then they can tech for it and stuff and you're already teched if you're a yeah, i also think especially if, for example
0: oh, yeah. that's that, that specific tap or tech of cool i think that works a lot better in decks that have like either a combo mechanic to it or like some kind of quick clock i think it works worse for for control decks because. That, games naturally go very long, so they either might even draw it or, like, give us enough time to, to set up our way around Emrakul. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But, like, for example, like, Red-White Initiative, and they have Emrakul. I, I just want to throw my deck against the wall because that's sometimes the combos is, is the fastest way that you you have and everything yeah. else wouldn't exactly. work.
1: You need a way to, like, DNT is a deck that can actually beat Painter's Fair Plan. Yeah. Well, because they just have so much removal, so, again, it just stops them getting punked out by a fast combo. So, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that was just, like, a kind of anecdote of... Where it can come up, be like, yeah, oh yeah, I have a hundred percent totally. win rate over twenty matches, and then it actually is not realistic because they they have ways to fight back. Well,
2: you know, like, I don't understand why they put Emrakul in the deck. Like, it, they could also, also um, play Kozilek instead, because that has, like, a way higher chance to get wild in, you know?
1: I mean... Yeah, but also <laughs> I've seen, like, someone cast Show and Tell and then a screenshot with d with
0: Emrakul in their hand.
1: Oh, my goodness, dude. It's so... yeah. Honestly, <laughs> <And then they're... laughs> I think it's between
0: Emrakul and um, um, Gaia's Blessing, because Blessing can actually be cast. But every time, like, you cast Blessing, you feel so bad, because you know that, like, your guard is down now. Like, oh, dude, that's, knows, that's no the thing. blessing.
2: Dude, you never cast that card, like, even if you draw it, you just, like, dude, whenever I play a green deck, which doesn't come up very often, but sometimes, and, like, I draw that guy's blessing, dude, I better keep my mouth shut.
0: And the thing is, it's also <laughs> graveyard, right?
2: Yeah, ki- kind kind of, kind of, right? But, but like,
0: you know, can do something against Painter at times, especially if you, like, activate uh, Engineer, then you can actually get, like, a two-for-one. Yeah, but uh-huh. I, I see I know what you're saying. Like you don't randomly yeah. like do it because then the opponent is like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you see, and this is where you get them with the second blessing. <laughs> this oh, is God the next it. level. Yeah. <laughs> would, so hello and welcome everybody to everyday channel number one hundred and forty-five, your favorite most deceptively named bi-weekly legacy podcast. If you want to support the running of the show directly, you can support us on patreon.com slash everyday channel. By the way, I guess we never introduce ourselves, so if we ever get new viewers, they're like, or we have viewers, I guess, listeners, they never know who we are. So my name is Julian Knapp. I'm here with Kaiser Vatari and Callum Smith from Berlin and London. And, well, I'm technically in Munich, kind of. Yeah, let's count that. So maybe maybe we can actually stick to that. Also, something I would love to stick to that I'm also very bad at, so I made like a really big orange box with a black border around it that says... We're going to talk about these three topics, and today we're going to first of all talk about our experience at Four Seasons and the European Legacy Masters in Bologna the other week. We're going to take a look at the results there as well, especially Be- Beanstalk and Besiege the Queen, Did they live up to the hype. Then there's a couple of new cool Legacy decks that we want to touch on, not really new, right, but that that are creeping back into the format. And then lastly, a very, very quick look at some of the online tournaments that have happened, because especially one of those decks... Literally caught my eye two minutes before we started the cast, so I just put in a combo uh, a combo, uh, screenshot, and we're gonna ch- yeah. go over that, so guys, th- um, does that sound cool?
2: That sounds cool, except that you said Besiege the Queen, I think, like, you know. Uh, this, it, dude, it, how it many is... decklist errors <laughs> are gonna know, be made because I of this? Literally everyone says Besiege the Queen, and it's just, it's the wrong card, man. It does almost, it does nearly the same thing, though. The Space thing is, is the like,
0: how often thing. does the word Besiege come up, like, ever?
1: I use it all the time.
0: Yeah, like speak? Every day, yeah. Uh, to, yeah, at work. You're such oh, a nomy. Like hell
1: you do go do you? to Mc- yeah, go to
2: McDonald's and you know. Yeah. I, I beseech that. I beseech, beseech the the Big Mac.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. guys. So before we talk, uh, jump into all of that. A quick reminder that the new Everyday Journal website is going to come up, which means we are switching to a different RSS feed. For 9% of you guys, no needs to change anything. But if During the next couple of weeks, maybe in a month from now, you still haven't gotten a new episode, then just check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash eternalmtg, instagram.com slash eternalmtg, and also the new website, everydayminuseternal.com, which is going to go live uh, sometime during this month.
1: Julian's been working on this since he was before he was born so everyone better enjoy
0: it. Yeah actually it's actually true my parents are working on this they literally only have <laughs> me so I can continue the work. They handed it's, over the blueprints. Yeah it goes back to the Treaty of Tri- Trieste yeah, or whatever we talked about yeah 1540 yeah. something. Exactly. Yeah 1545 and okay, then okay. also like the, the end of the 100 year war in like the EE treaty yeah this is this is why we're all here and it's gonna come out and i'm super excited for it so check us out if you somehow don't receive new episodes you will probably most likely just get them and yeah also check out the website once it's gonna be live we're we're gonna notify you on x right not on twitter like we are x gamers now oh yeah welcome to the future cool guys very quickly have you guys actually tried Lorcana? i just played it the other week
1: me personally no i i have no interest in it really i'll be honest like I'm not into Disney or cartoons or any of that kind of stuff, so there's no, like, in- interest there, and I don't really need another game, so I've kind of happily brushed past it and just ignoring it. What about you, Kay? I'm, I'm like, with the other 90% of all
2: the listeners, I don't even know what Locarna is.
0: <laughs> I didn't know until, I, like, I, I looked into the rules. Like, basically, my best friend bought the starter decks, and, we, like, we casually gamed the other day, and it's it's so funny because it feels like a... Like, almost like a carbon copy of Magic, and you removed all the complexities. You can't do it. Like, it kind of reminds me of uh, like what they did in Hearthstone, even though I never played that.
1: So actually, on this note, so yesterday we had um, London Legacy Monthly, and Francois, who's one of the heads of Axiom Now, came to swing by and see how things are going. And he said a lot of the Axia Now, like, good Magic players were talking to him and playing it the other day, and they all thought it's better than Magic. Like, mechanically, it plays better. So. They, they were trying. To, he was trying to pique my interest in it and see how things going. And they're going to do some like big nationals at some point, I believe. But um, apparently, it's good. I just don't have interest in that kind of
0: stuff. Yeah, it actually. I want to say it is good in the sense that the gameplay is very smooth. The rules are super easy to understand. But I feel like it's actually surprisingly deep. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard cool. to explain until, until you've played it. So I, I would very much recommend like to just like if anybody wants to just play it as a casual game, even though apparently like prices are going crazy. I guess the closest I could describe it as is, is... It's like magic that's a little bit more like chess. Of course, you still have like the big variants, but your your turns are somewhat scripted. Yeah, I, I guess if, if none, none of you ever played it, I guess there's no point in, in, in discussing it further. I, I played an aggressive deck, and... I'm actually going to play in a tournament, I think uh, one and a half, two weeks from now, something like that. And yeah, we're we're going to see whether I get to beat up some children. We'll come back
1: and you'll hear about Julian beating up children then. Sweet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) If you tuned
0: in right at this point, this is what I'm going to do. You're so going to get
1: there and there's going to be like lots of very serious older adults and they're going to absolutely destroy you yeah they're going really like, to have
0: all these pimped out decks you know the most expensive card on card market for lokana C- can you guess how much of this like the game literally released a couple of weeks ago i
1: i did see like all the hype when it was announced and stuff so i'm sure it's something stupid
0: 2500. are you, you kind kidding of, me dude yeah like, some those kind cards? of foil
2: really I mean, yeah, t- it, it,
0: Tinkerbell, shine do- Fairy, Foil, something like that. Mickey oh, Mouse, t- Sorcerer, I mean, whatever. I was going <laughs> to say, <laughs> so it, so it better
2: be the One Ring or something like that. Like yeah. the, the, <laughs> the One, one Mickey. Ma- the One Mouse, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 one Mouse to rule them all. <laughs> cool. Oh, yeah, did, guys, now with Locrana all the way, we went to Bologna once again. This is the third time we went to what has kind of become the legacy capital of Europe, right? I think we, oh, we yes. had like... Annecy was the magic capital, then Milan for a very long time. Uh, that's just like so many so many great places. And Bologna basically has been carrying the torch um, onwards for a couple of years now. So really I was is, excited it, to go there.
2: Yeah, it was Definitely. lovely. Like, it was the very first time where I didn't have to look up Google Maps every single time when I had to go somewhere. Like, I I, I did go to the hotel from the airport without using Google Maps. And like I was like, dude, This is my hometown
0: now. Uh, (laughs) Didn't you take a taxi or something?
2: I did, yeah. But so so I I told the taxi. I
0: get taxis everywhere. Well,
2: I, I didn't look up anything on Google Maps, dude. That's just what I said. So. <laughs> so, you
0: just told the taxi to take me to Relay Spillaria. Actually, this is the first time I know the hotel ho- the hotel name by heart. Yeah, <laughs> that's, like that's, that. yeah, that's cool. not too bad. So, yeah, we were <laughs> there for basically three and a half days. All of us arrived on Thursday at the hotel. Then we had a couple of... Actually, you guys weren't involved with that. Uh, Tom Decker of the ELM and I, we, we tried recording some pre-recorded content. But basically all the equipment that the Tom had brought failed on us. <laughs> but we made the best of it we ended up not using it because the sound quality was too bad. Mm. But I think this time, especially for you, Kai, it was very different, right? We played the team event on uh, Friday and I guess we we're going to get into that very quickly. But other than that, you, you didn't really play any, any well, I guess, sanctioned magic. You still play a lot of magic.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah, for guys who didn't um, follow the, the Twitter maybe or whatever um I'm sorry dude I just keep saying Twitter oh my goodness yeah yeah, Ian is, is, called is me yeah but
0: I, he wasn't happy about us using Twitter still like he, oh. it's all access
2: we are sorry um if you're listening I didn't play any events on Saturday and both Saturday and Sunday for the so for the very first time I did my Sawatarix booth at the four seasons event and gosh it was a big success not only for me as the person who. Um, who was behind the booth, but also for a lot, a lot of players who um, constantly came over, you know, got their tokens, got their tokens signed or altered or whatever. And 30 challenges who, um, you know, came to the booth and challenged me in Legacy, in Modern. There was even Raphael who uh, challenged me in Vintage. That was pretty crazy because he also acquired a second Vintage deck for me because I didn't have my Vintage deck ready. And yeah, played a lot of Magic, painted a lot had a lot of nice conversations and got to connect with a lot of people so I did everything I wanted um of this weekend but the only thing that was missing was um playing in a competitive 10 round
1: tournament oh so playing with us wasn't competitive I was
0: gonna that say was- <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't you actually play Legacy like you, you even got the Legacy seat right
2: oh dude that was the best thing like I <laughs> so like when I looked at the event I was like because for everyone who doesn't know um the three of us like we always team up together for for the team event so that's the that's the one event i will never ever skip um so you have a word on that contractually
0: um, obligated is the word you're looking for oh
2: yes it's it's almost part of our part of the Whoa. podcast almost yeah. like
0: almost <laughs> <laughs> but, me? but
2: yeah but we have a little twist here for everyone that doesn't know that is that like we we always rotate format so you know like this time um vintage was um wait Julian was, Julian, was, yeah, Julian was the vintage guy. I,
0: I attempted vintage, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Callum did the, the modern
2: <laughs> part and I did the legacy part. And this was the first time where we did the full uh, circle because I think we started off with Callum as the legacy seed, mm-hmm. m- uh, Julian as the modern seed, and I was
0: the vintage seed. Uh, like a year from now, right?
2: Yeah, pretty much, I think.
1: Okay, almost a year from now. It, yeah. yeah, like,
2: I did, like this, it must have been like December. It maybe, was the
1: last ELM because I remember lending. I played Initiative and I, then I lent the debt to Julian oh yeah, yeah yeah that was last december
2: yeah so like looking back at this like guys what like what do you think like what was your favorite constellation so far
0: so from my side i didn't really enjoy modern to actually i don't even remember what i played in modern Holy shit, I don't remember when I played the first time around. Did you Mark play Rooktide? Rook was it Merktide? You did, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I learned that counter Spell was legal in the front. <laughs> oh, yes. God. Damn it, dude! <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. So yeah, um, for, for me, I mean, I did by far the best out of the three constellations that we had in Legacy, so I, I was very you happy about that. that. <laughs> and I think, Kai, you also do really well in uh, in Vintage, right? You you played Doomsday in Vintage. No, oh yeah. The other way around, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> no, don't vintage. And then it's basically between between kind and me. Who's the better modern player? And uh well, I guess at least of You I think you're the far better side? I think I went uh, three, two, and one.
1: Yeah, I went three, two, and then didn't finish the draw. Oh well. Okay. So we, we basically get
0: the very same modern <laughs> side.
1: <laughs> but I I want to say I think I actually had the most fun playing this
0: modern deck out of all the three. I mean, we were making fun of like your choices in modern like the decks you played. You were them, you made fun of me a lot. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And I, I well, I don't regret it, but yeah. I, I it how would you put that? Uh, I was very impressed by the deck you played. So, can you give us like a quick, um, well, not primer, like yeah? Well, so I played,
1: played? Um, Urza Thopter Sword. It the seventy five was literally taken seventy five from Robert Graves, who went seven two ish something like that at the last Pro Tour Lord of the Rings, and I absolutely adore Thopter Sword. I love Urza, and I've tried to combine them in Legacy. And it's never really worked, and whenever I played it in Modern, it's always been like straight blue-white shells with Stoneforge and Esper Sentinel, and it never really feels very good. But then I saw this do well at the last PT, and I tried it online a bit, and I just fell in love. It's got some incredibly cool play patterns, and then you just... It it's, has a lot of interactions. You play this kind of mid-range deck, and then you can just combo people out of nowhere. But I actually didn't combo a single time during the tournament. I, I had a few spots where, like, if I drew a land, I would get it. But I just won with fair Thopter swords quite a lot, which is just really sweet. Really, really cool.
0: It's it's actually, I didn't realize this at the beginning, but because you've got Ursa and that you can actually go infinite, right? You can even make, like, infinite mana, I believe. Yeah, so, so the combo activated. is
1: with Thopter Foundry in play and uh, Sword of the Meek, and an Urza in play, you can tap the Sword of the Meek for a blue mana, use that blue mana to sack the sword to the Thopter Foundry, Thopter's Foundry makes a 1-1, one, one, gains you a life, and then your sword comes back and equips to the token. And you repeat that process, you get infinite Thopters. Those Thopters all can tap for a blue mana with Urza. You gain infinite life, and then so you have infinite mana as well because they all tap for mana with Urza. And then you can use Urza's ability, 5 mana, shuffle your library, exit the top card, temporal aperture I think is. And then you can cast it without casting its mana cost. So essentially, you... Make infinite tokens, you gain infinite life, and then you can play your whole deck, and in there you have like um Shadow Spear to make infinite infinite uh, construct token. You play a one ring so you have protection from everything until your next turn. So you should win every game there. So you kind of just go a lot of decks can't even
0: beat Infinite thopters and uh, life. Infinite so. life, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like it doesn't like, really matter. What even yeah. beats infinite life, I guess? Uh oracle out of um Breach? Breach, yeah it's the only thing and you probably have like many ways to fight over that if, if it really comes yeah
1: to you you would play your deck until you find some like ky mites and stuff and leave a- up <laughs> a- <laughs> <laughs> saga. so, so
0: y- you went like two three and then didn't finish one match right that's what yeah three two
1: three two uh, awesome, i lost awesome. to i mm, can't remember but i beat yeah. tron and then i drew against tron those are the ones which was, which was good to win i can't remember why i lost to now i know i uh, i lost to uh creativity I felt a bit unlucky in one of the games there at the end, but my podium. Yeah, the played... matchup was like
0: really good, right? Yeah. I, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I don't really know. I I played two leagues of this deck before, but hey, I had a great time. Really, really fun to just like hang out with you guys as well. And the team tournament is always way more like chatty, casual, and fun. Like all the players are always there just to ha- have a good time. And way more relaxed in the main events. So if you ever go to Four Seasons, find some friends and just don't take it too seriously. It's really really fun
0: it's also really easy to play in right because you you get proxies for yep, all yeah uh, or, or rather out. you bring your own proxies so like you don't have to worry about anything i yeah. was very lucky i got to not only borrow most of the deck from tom the decker who also offered to borrow give me power but actually i have my, my proxy power so i was like i feel much safer doing it this way uh, but he also gave me the deck list he gave me an esper tinker deck list which i think originally came from mark to Tobi- and yeah i should have I don't know like i'm not deep enough into vintage to have really a proper educated opinion on this but justin janari told me dude you just gotta play something that beats wide initiative yeah i did not Wide
1: initiative was everywhere right oh yeah yeah
0: i played two sorts of <laughs> I was like this oh. is my plan <laughs> <laughs> i got destroyed by the super dark uh, Arkan of emeria's reach i i i i think i showed you guys some of my opening hands and they were like turn one vault key or something or turn two tinker with double force or whatever and and those fuckers seriously they go like kevin <laughs> on whatever bird that is and mana mana play that i'm like okay land go get my standard <laughs> gg is like oh, okay it, thank you very it's, much
2: it's crazy like you know it's it, it's not even absurd to force of will a mox for example Dude, i right? thought
0: about this like i at that point i learned i will like probably i mean that's just a vintage heuristic maybe even that a lot of hands make you maybe even force of will a black lotus if not even a mox yeah it's just so crazy right but yeah, uh, I got destroyed by that deck. I think I I went like one and five? I I, I don't even know. I, I wanna say like one, four, and one or something, but I I think I actually went one Kai, and five. Kai, we're
1: safe. Julian has the worst record so far. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> was like, that Kai was, was actually the worst? insanely good. That's gonna be the worst out of us so far. Oh. I mean, you you just had like a rough deck into the field, but yeah. but I yeah, yeah. probably also
0: didn't play it very well.
2: I, uh, I think the opening hands were good. Like, you know, um you showed me a few of them. Like they almost all your opening hands, or most of them had like a will plus pitch. And like a d de- and they want to tutor some mana. You know, like those hands were not bad. It's just, I don't yeah. know. I, I like next time we we better play eight sorts of Plowshares main deck.
1: You know, maybe like a, maybe like a balance I, I was actually talking like I, I, I want to play people. four
0: copies of mode, <laughs> and then people. I still lose to the arcan I guess.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and they just hardcast a Chancellor of the Annex.
0: I'll be, I made a note on my phone. There was something I wanted to talk about. where's my phone.
1: Are you also still lose to the Undercity?
0: <laughs> oh don't know. That's, that's not. That's, by the way, Kai, you, you. Once again, I want to say, I want to emphasize this. Did, did you go like five and one with Doomsday or something?
2: I think I yeah, something like that. I I won a lot of games uh in Legacy, but I was also the only person at the when games to, where you no, know, like I I knew my deck right. Like the two of you guys basically played like some some nonsense stuff. Like yeah, I deck- would say like
0: I didn't. I, I played like one league with this where i went i think four and one but that doesn't really tell you much i i also like leading up to four seasons this time i barely had any time to do any kind of like competitive preparation because as most of you or a lot of you might know today is my last day at my job like literally today my last four hours i only had half day uh after 3784 days uh this was the last day working for the hotel in kenya i will still try stay true to kenya to the whole like of east africa Hooray. but starting oh, in october there's dude. there's new adventures coming up it's actually honestly dude, congrats uh, this, <laughs> thank you oh, i I, yeah. I i still can't like fully believe that this is actually happening i totally going out on a complete different tangent i received so many messages not only from my from within my company but also from all our partner companies they even like send it to my private email address and everything they were like dude you're so amazing to work with which is like crazy like am i <laughs> and i think the, the most the most moving one was one of my colleagues told me I learned so much from you and I was like, holy shit, like that's possible. Like this is really, yeah. this, this is some, this, a, a thought that never crossed my mind in the first place that somebody could learn something from me, which is kind of funny, right? Because I made so many AFS videos and everybody's like, oh, I learned so much <laughs> from you, but yeah, but then you know, like a work environment, holy shit. Oh. But I learned so much from Kai. Kai, tell us, tell us the story of why I looked over to your match during the team trios as I see you. Raising your own doomsday. Oh, yeah. Like were you trying to sabotage like our whole uh, endeavor?
2: Oh yeah. No, that that was that was one of the one of the cooler pre- plays I think I, I've made this year. So if, I think we were playing against Marcus' team. Yeah. So I was playing against Marcus Evald. This was the um, easiest
1: match we played all, uh, all weekend as well by oh, far.
2: By far, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> to, who
1: who was Marcus' team, just to let everyone know?
2: I honestly don't remember much. It was um, okay,
1: it was a uh, Marcus Evold on Legacy, he's playing Jessica Control, Sam Dams usually oh, yeah, playing in fact he was on tron so i got Ma- sam and then we had johan on vintage who was playing, playing white, white initiative.
0: initiative destroying me dude. God. yeah yeah oh yeah dude. <laughs> tough, <laughs> oppo- t-
2: tough tough opponents yeah. Uh and Easy. like esp- especially like marcus like marcus played a Jeskai control deck and maybe you guys know from the, the um a few episodes back um his own take on Jeskai control which has uh usa saga spell pierce a um, bunch of Planeswalkers. a really low land count as far as I remember, about like eighteen or nineteen, I think. Like super. It might low. be even
0: lower now with Lorien Revealed. we probably oh, yeah. like five. Might be, yeah. <laughs> Four oh, as a sagas in one island. <laughs>
1: what do you mean? <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, I think also like a lot a lot of different like toolbox cards in for for Saga already in the main deck. I think there was like a, a Soga lantern already in the in the main deck and like a Shadow Sphere and a Pith Needle, stuff like that. Right? So I was not really that terrified of his deck, but more of uh, Marcus himself because, um, like, dude, he, he's, like, crazy good at magic. And we had a pretty complicated game one already where things went, like, really, like, back and forth, and, you know, he made, like, uh, a few constructs, and you know, pressure my life total, and I really had to, like, accumulate a lot of counter spell. I think there was a point where I had, like, triple counter backup for my Doomsday, but my very last turn I lacked mana for the Doomsday combo to fully, you know, go off until, like, Th- Thassa's Oracle, because I couldn't really pass, and Marcus had, like, double constructs, and there was a pretty cool play where I had triple Underground Sea, and I, I just cast, I think, a Ponder or something, you know, like, looking for the, miss- the last missing piece um, to get me there, and so I had two Underground Seas left, and the only ritual I had in my hand to power out a Doomsday was a Cobalt ritual, which was, uh, you know, like which was a um, the too, but that would eat all and um, eat up all my blue mana. So I cast my cobalt ritual, makes five mana, and then I did cast my doomsday, and I de- I, I kept control basically, um, I hold control, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, kept priority, and I dazed my own doomsday, picking up an underground, a tapped underground C back to my hand, and yeah, Marcus let that one resolve, and you forgot I to pay th- for the th- days.
0: I think. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that would be a Magic Online thing, right? And that yeah. was, and that, was the, that was the game. <laughs> yeah. And then you won game two and three.
2: <laughs> no jokes aside. So yes, yeah, so, like I, I paid for it, um, and basically uh, replayed Underground C and um, and went off with like a, I think it was like a brainstorm pile or something like that. But it doesn't come up very often where you dace your own spell. But you know, like replaying your Underground C was was absolute key there.
0: I love that you saw that line. Like I usually call that the the uh, lotus days turns into lotus petal line, but I've usually only ever seen it in other decks. I've never seen it done in Doomsday.
1: Yeah, because cabal Ritual is like not that common. It's one or two of sometimes, uh, so you you just don't see a thresholded one into Doomsday that often either. Because it's often just like a two mana dark ritual. But yeah,
2: yeah exactly, exactly. Um, there are, like a cool uh, a few cool things about Cobalt Kab- Ritual, like. For instance if you cast ball ritual you have five black mana which is exactly doomsday mana into knight's whisper mana for example Ooh. oh you played two,
0: well, right? yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. play two copies
2: of knight's whisper yeah oh yeah yeah i played two copies of Night's whisper um Ooh. i i still yeah you know like because everyone plays bowmaster so i so i i want to make it you like, want to take more damage e- dude i just want to be like extra painful yeah Doomsday like, players has...
0: just love
1: yeah doing damage themselves yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you can like pay two mana and a fire blast yourself awesome <laughs> have
2: you considered it
1: infernal contract
2: I did play a copy of that <laughs> card uh, I think yes. not not too long ago. <laughs> Have you ever Cabal
1: ritualed out a um, Street Wraith?
2: Oh yeah, a few times. The, sure. the one, one, one comment about Infernal Contract though because it is a freaking badass card and everyone who plays black loves that card. Like mm-hmm. draw four is such a mighty spell. However... In practice, if you cast um, a draw four in almost any deck, um, you end up going to discard step. So it's not really a draw <laughs> four. It's, it's more like a. It's more like a really bad faithless looting, you know. Draw four,
1: discard one. Oh yeah. Uh, Which is better, Infernal Contract or Cruel Bargain?
2: Um, Cruel Bargain, yeah, by precise. far. It's a portal card. Also, yeah. what's so cool is that you can personal tutor for Cruel Bargain So get a portent card, portent tutor for, for for portal. Yeah, for um, a portal tutor. <laughs> Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> for a portal our business, felt which I think is like the, one of the coolest things. So you could get Cruel Bargain or Doomsday, but you get Cruel Bargain for sure. Sometimes you do. Some, yeah. Honestly, sometimes you do. There, there, were, there was a scenario once where I played against Reanimator, Black, Red, Reanimator, and we completely shredded our hands they ended up having like an uh, like a brand or something like that in in the graveyard, and I had literally almost no cards in my hand. I used up most of my counters, and they also had like close to zero cards in their hand. And I topped a personal tutor, and I was like, "Okay, well, I could technically get a Doomsday, cast the next turn, and then hopefully win the turn after." But I was like, "Dude, I actually I kind of want to go for that draw for now that I'm almost hellbent." Um so so I got that draw four instead, and that draw four gave me Force of Will, Force of Negation, Doomsday, and Days. And I'm like, what the actual hell did <laughs> like, right, you do?
1: That was like insane. Did dude. you cast like personal tutor <laughs> like, okay. and then four vamps underneath it? So again? <laughs> it's like four vamps underneath your personal tutor.
2: Oh dude, a hundred percent. I was like, okay, well, it could have also been like, I don't know, four underground seas, but these four cards were like I don't know where they came from, but they were good. Have you,
0: have you ever considered playing Meditate for, for that kind of purpose? I mean, the drawback is pretty severe.
2: Yeah, the drawback is that you what can't drawback? ritual it out, right?
0: Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. See? see. And, and they, <laughs> and, wait, wait, wait. wait
2: hold, hold on, hold on. And, it's gets, wait, and whoa, it gets when? blasted, and it, it literally is it, like in any... Wait, it's, it's worse than the Black Draw Force by...
0: But the there's tru- Erta yeah. in the artwork, and Arta is cool.
2: Agile is cool, yeah. I do like Agile. Yeah, that, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. No, no, seriously. Like you, I think you you sometimes deviate from Doomsday, but whenever I see you playing Doomsday, you're just a machine. Seriously, I mean, you there's a reason that I think when when a couple of months ago they they released the most, the highest win percentage among legacy players in Magic Online, you were in the top ten, I believe, something like that.
2: Yeah, but that was also only me playing Doomsday, I think. I mean, yeah, that's, <laughs> like, see, that's what I'm, I'm like, saying. <laughs>
0: that's, just, that's what I'm saying. Like, when you play Doomsday, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. it's just perfect. The world is Dude, in order.
2: Yeah, that duck is... It's my baby. It's my baby. And, mm-hmm. you know, you, you can play as much scam as you want. Doesn't matter... It will not stop me so well there's that
0: (laughs) cool so yeah as we mentioned for for saturday and sunday you were manning your booth and i want to say once again like hanging out at your booth is just one of the greatest chillest things i love doing that between rounds just coming over seeing what's going down there column and i both challenged you right as you mentioned you have the thing where you pay 10 euros and then we can play our best of one against you in the format of our choice i think we both challenged you in uh, legacy i played against your Uh, what's it called like cradle control fiend artisan thingy and I gave you so much like so much respect during the entire game I was like oh he's got this line he's got that line then uh, at at some point I think I I pyroblasted your cradle in draw step because I just barely remember that you could fiend artisan for Anosara Shepard and kill me. Oh but yeah. Then afterwards yeah. You, you were like, okay, yeah, your, your player was very weird and you gave me way too much credit. I don't even have Anosara Shepard. I was like, okay, come on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but 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 that that's that's the thing about like a good player, right? If you feel so confident in like against like most of the card, then you can start thinking about like the the kind of like corner case scenarios, right? Like where okay, well, if that player really has a one of Whatever card it is in their hand, then like you know, what are my outs to to beat that um, type of scenario, right? Yeah, <laughs> but it, it yeah. was just like
0: so funny to me because I, I I was trying to play around so many things and I dragged it out for like two or three more turns before I eventually won. And I felt like yeah, if I had just like what do you call <laughs> it, like maybe Bubu Gagat, my my painter deck, I would have just oh, yeah. like outright taken the win.
2: Oh, I mean that. Dude, that's literally <laughs> that meme, right? Where, <laughs> where it goes like, you're like you're like right no, in the middle where like you everything. all kind of open everything. everything and like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I what, I what
0: do you do if he has everything? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I you, I, I, yeah, I'd be happy to lose to the, the person who has everything. <laughs> yeah.
2: Spoiler alert: I, I lost to both my co-hosts um, <laughs> very quickly. Actually, to Callum, very quickly. I don't even remember that game. It was like it was so
1: blazing fast, uh it was actually pretty unreal. You cast f- so many cantrips and just never found a doomsday. Oh shit! Yeah, there were. Ca- it was early in the morning. You were my first. I was the opponent. first Kai Sautari booth customer. Yeah. I took an
0: amazing picture of Calamity Challenge and like hitting that button with the fiercest face in the world. Just, <laughs> I'm gonna cheer the sky like a new one.
2: Uh, yeah, gotta say, like the doomsday. It was early morning. Yeah. They were a little shy, maybe you know, a little sleepy. Yeah yeah i think at some
0: point you had so many challenges you literally had to shut down the challenges right you literally put away the button i
2: had to yeah so on a quick note i think the, um the most people who challenged me at, at the booth were people who dropped early at the magic event be it like modern or legacy maybe they went like 2-2 drop or o-three 3 drop or whatever it is you know had to wait for their friends anyway and um yeah so they they came to my booth and they had a good time honestly I think even when they lost against me they were not like salty or anything they were like super happy that they on the outside oh, yeah, well, they're probably, like, dying inside. You
0: know? like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, I lost described this like, really nice imagine. game. <laughs> <laughs> you, you should offer, yeah. like, a rebound. Wanna challenge me again? Like, 8 euros, not 10, or something like that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You'd be playing all. Yeah. But seriously, like, the, the quote-unquote value, um, also of just, like, the, the good hangouts and everything is also great. I think I got five tokens or something altogether through, yeah. through winning for 10. Oh, yeah. Just like, basically 2 euros per token, which is half price or something like that.
2: <laughs> pretty, pretty much, pretty much. I mean, like, I, I want to make it as as easy and as as, uh, as chill as possible for people to approach that booth because, y- you know, like af- after all, it's uh, it's what makes paper magic so so special, right? Is to you know just sit down and have like a also like a really nice conversation between players, really, and talk about magic and stuff like that.
0: I'm trying to remember. I was talking to you about some kind of token you must make, and somebody told me and i was like oh my god how did i never think about this basically the most common token that we use in legacy right oh now.
2: yeah copy token i think is what yeah we talked right. about copy
0: i I can't remember people seriously hit us up on twitter.com x.com eternalmtg because i can't believe that i'm not remembering right now because it was so insanely obvious to me and somebody just mentioned that and i was like oh my god how did i not mention this to kai so literally like in the discord everywhere just let us know what is the most common to- token that's going down Legacy right now that Kai doesn't offer yet. Is it a 2 so like, with haste and trample?
2: Oh, yeah, that might be. Yes, see, <laughs> yeah, yeah, human knights, humans
1: fo- for the f- Erlingas. Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. you need yeah. so many. <laughs> I mean, if you buy one for everyone. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, you have to have, if you don't have the tokens, you can't use it, so. Oh, totally. I mean, this kind
2: of, like, transition very nicely in- into the whole, like, four seasons um, tournament, like, decks and things. But, yeah, I did not think that 4 fieldingus would, pi- like, would pick up so much in, like, popularity.
0: I pitched it to you uh, guys. I said
1: it's a control finisher and you're
0: like, uh oh, do know. Whoa, whoa, sure. I will take credit for that. Didn't I bring, actually, that, that one up? No, you said, you said you don't see it. What? <laughs> okay, okay, see, okay. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think you were right. I think I was talking about it in, like, Red White Initiative and I wasn't sure about control. Yeah, I think you're right.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, it... It's probably not even crazy to say that there are more fourth Eolingas in Legacy than the One Ring. I th- yeah, right? definitely.
1: The card is better than I expected as well. I thought it would be like a one of as a control finisher, and I thought it'd be very good there, but like not their primary win condition. We we do see it one of quite often. Like um, Nivshmuli had one in his deck, and it's like the perfect finisher. But two is the most common, and we've seen some pure Jeskalyss play three or four as well. Like I just didn't. I underrated the just pure Fireball mode. Like it's it's such a crazy card. It's so, so, so good. It's Yeah, in a way, it's wild. like double
0: Fireball, right? You, you get get two yeah. damage out of every mana you spend beyond the, the second one. It's
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just also so hard to interact with. Obviously, Hydroblast is, is a good answer, but Pyroblast is almost always dealt with threats, and the non-Pyroblastable threats are just stuff like the Wandering Emperor or whatever that you can deal with in other ways. Fourth, For Thalingus, like it, you just have to stop it on the stack and not being Pyroblasted. I think this is the first time Hydroblast has ever been better than Pyroblast. It might and actually be, seriously. It is. It is. It definitely mm-hmm.
0: is. It's also so hard to, to do something about. It. You mentioned that. I was playing in the. Well, I was playing Legacy main went really nothing very noteworthy. I had like a two, three drop or something. Like, probably one of my worst first seasons I ever played, like, research wise, but overall, I loved it. But I lost two. One of those four color control decks, and they just went for it with false Erlingas at some point, like I want to say like turn ten or something. And I had two hydro, mm-hmm. uh, two pyroblast, and I was like, I can literally like I can't do anything. And even if they had mm-hmm. something, they they were <laughs> playing like two copies of whale of summer in the main deck. I got completely out outplayed out in in that regard, especially when I was playing against those four color decks. I think we still like. You don't get destroyed by them, but I, I really have to rethink my approach. Uh, by the way, I was playing Painter. I really have to rethink my approach to, to that matchup. I've already done it. A I completely agree. I've,
1: I think Ring and 4th Elinguist has probably made it a bad matchup.
0: It might actually be, right? And yeah. I we, we were like basically, or, or you and Marcus Ewald, right? We're talking about that. Maybe even playing 4th Erlingus and, and Painter. Yeah. I, I haven't really gone too deep on that, but I, I love the idea of playing like 3 in the sidebar or something.
1: I probably, I went off it, but I haven't tried it at all. So I went off it just because Painter is a deck that has a lot of mana sinks already and it loses a lot of games by being mana screwed by wastelands and stuff. So I don't really want to be in a position where I'm playing cards that are four or five mana up and you're relying on getting to the late game and stuff. But it has potential because sometimes you just have a ton of ramp and fast manner as well so it's hard to say it's cyber card probably but it's really found a home in as a four of an initiative and it's insane there and control finisher just yeah
0: yeah yeah i, I feel like in in many ways and I, I guess we can look at the top eight of four seasons which had 403 well, okay so there's 405 players they, they found two more somewhere maybe next week it's 407 and it, it feels like they are torn between either playing four copies of the one ring or going four copies of Beanstalk. And then I guess there's sometimes people who play both on some kind of combination. But I think those are the two big flavors of, of four color. Like we got Claudio Bonani playing four colors of uh, four Beanstalk. Then we got uh, Nif in there, Nif Schmuli playing, f- I-, I wanna say he's playing like three or four rings. I'm trying Three
1: to rings, one for And
0: he's not playing any Beanstalks, right?
1: No. So I will say this was like the, f- the first weekend Beanstalk was legal. So I think we'll see more of it going forward. Claudio Bernani top eighted with four in his deck but then the other control decks I didn't I was walking around the room a lot and just seeing what people were playing I didn't see that many but I think we'll see a ton more going
0: forward yeah he he, I talked to him a little bit and he seemed to really really like the card and Mm -hmm. it's to a point by the way where he mentioned that he's considering adding an endurance which I guess he means to the main deck because he already has two copies in the because he said that it actually comes up that you become dangerously close to decking yourself. And I think we, we watched uh, <laughs> yeah. like Nif Shm- Shmueli's win and in for top eight, right, where he also this like was, was so four cool. cards from decking himself with the Wandering.
1: Yeah, he well, he went down to two or three cards in library. It was a four-color mirror. They were at time. They were like 15 minutes over time. There was like 30 people standing around trying to watch and see what was going on. And it's a really tense back and forth. And I'm standing behind his opponent and in his opponent's hand there's like a veil, a pyroblast or two, two force navigations, another ring, like and two four as well and they're going back and forth and Niv has turn five and they go back and forth and they're positioning trying to like see if they can fireball each other on their last turn. Uh, Niv just gets too much life, he has like an Uro and Omnath gaining four life each turn so his opponent's just trying to stay alive on turn five and so finally on Niv's turn five he he has like as I said two cards left in library. His opponent surgicals a hydroblast on his turn to see if he could just slam a fourth ailingus. Niv just puts down his hand and it's the one fourth Ealingus, two pyroblasts, two veils, two force of wills, and a force of negation or something. And he took a picture
0: <laughs> of that, like it was looking like the, down crazy into, into the moors of hell. It's like yeah, come yeah, at me. Yeah,
1: yes, he's looking down into the moors of hell. Exactly, well said. And then his opponent just looks at his hand, looks at Niv's hand, and then. After two minutes of thinking, concedes, which I thought was <laughs> saves him the trouble of going through the back and forth, which is I thought quite nice to save everyone time in the tournament. You know but, what
0: I was wondering? I thought like the searcher was he was trying to like thin out the library even more because he was like he spent a lot of time looking at the graveyard, and I, I thought he was trying to determine yeah. what was in the library. So if he could like snag two cards from the library, and maybe he could deck him or something. But yeah, he, I think in the end it was just like taking a look at the hand, basically.
1: I saw I saw Stefan Schultz do that at a GP. Years ago, he was playing Lantern, and a win in he, yeah, he surgicaled something to deck someone out. <laughs> it was crazy, so cool. What's oh, the best part? The, surgical. The, the, the final thing for this match. So everyone was like, "Oh my god, that was crazy!" Blah blah. And then sign, the match Mitch, match slip. Niv wins 1-0 in games. Turn five, first game. Oh,
0: it was. It actually was the second game. At least I. I asked him about it later on. I think I also initially misunderstood him. He won one zero. But they didn't write oh, down the second game as a, as a draw, so it was basically one or one.
1: Oh, so Niv because it just stayed alive. He didn't need to win with the fourth thing. He, he didn't need I to win.
0: It. He he already had it locked yeah. up. As long as he doesn't lose.
1: Got it. Got it. Yeah, but
0: that, those those cool. four cool. color games. Also, I watched. Uh, I mentioned like Claudio Benani, right, playing against um, uh, Help Me Out or oh, Ciro Francone. Yep, zero, zero. He yeah, he also had some. Those you rarely ever see me talk about this, uh, talk like this about like mid range slash control decks. But those matches were absolute slugfests. I posted one on Twitter where I think uh, Cloudy was trying to resolve a fourth Erlingas, and he had triple protection, which was barely enough because Theo Francona had like three counter spells or like whales and, and everything. And yeah, Cloudy just barely got there. Like, imagine you're sitting there with two counters with three counterspells in, in Shia Franco in hand, and you feel like pretty good about it, and then you still get overcome. It's like what these <laughs> decks are doing right now. This is completely. It's not battlecruiser yeah. magic because, like, you're still rather mm-hmm. low to the ground except for fourth Erlingas, but it's it's insanely it's powerful. Pretty close.
2: Yeah. Like, that really reminds me of, like, the old days where, like, in the, in the uh, Jeskai. Countertop miracle mirrors where like you know you had crazy counter wars over like a Jason sculptor for example,
0: and then you, then you get like countertop countertop and you just win. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah, most of the, most of the time, right? Cause I'm, but replace the the um, veil vale of summers with fluster storms. I think that was like you know
0: looking through this the,
1: list the, though. There's also Jacques Simon played. Uh, five colour control with bow masters and there's three four Thilingus in this deck and four delighted halfling and then uros and four rings so halfling into ring makes it uncountable and uh, this is battlecruiser.
0: Yeah this <laughs> of four Uros as well. Yeah you're you're right. What wow, yeah, this is this is just Halfling
1: into uncountable Euros and Rings, and the Halfling helps pump up bigger fourths. And then the seven forces main deck, four force of will, three force of negation. So it's just like slam your battle cruiser, force their battle cruiser,
0: and then slam another battle cruiser. This is the kind of deck that then... really should struggle very hard against Doomsday, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, they did yes. Do, like like during the whole weekend, I think I yeah, I beat all control decks with um... Oh my
1: god, look at this. Sorry, in Jack's cyborg. Two hydro blasts, zero pyro blasts in his deck playing red. Yeah, you, you called oh, it wow. right. Blue blast is the new red yeah, blast. Yeah, without realizing. <laughs> I mean, red yeah. blast has yeah. basically
0: yeah. turned into new whale four. of summer, <laughs> kind of. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Dude, whale yeah. is so good. I guess they're like,
2: yeah, they're only like this many slots you you can dedicate to or cards like like. just has blasts, two pyro
1: blasts. I mean. Nif has three. Yeah, it's it's low.
0: Yeah. Um. Did you see the seventh place deck list? Uh, I do now. Oh,
1: that's Sakashima the Imposter. Yeah, I was wondering. There, there were
0: like two cards I wasn't like really quite sure about when I had to zoom in. Sakashima the Imposter, which is like the t- uh, two colorless, two blue legendary creature, human rogue three one. And as it comes into play, you can make it a copy of a non-legendary creature, if I remember correctly, right? I can't it comes remember. Comes into play I'm as honest. a copy of that creature, except its name is still Sakashima the Imposter. So I guess you can actually copy legends. Yeah, and for four mana, you can bounce it back to your hand.
1: Yeah, because it copies Gyruda and doesn't die, right? Yeah, or is yeah, that another something one? like
0: that. Oh, Garuda players are like, shut up,
1: you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't
0: we all play this deck like, at some point? Uh, <laughs> a little bit, but uh, yeah. Like a week. This, is, this is a cool deck, though. It's cool. like a
2: Yor- It's a Yorion. What is this? It's like Yorion
1: Espervile, Esper but not like Espervile, like JTL, Jeff Lynn Like, this is just different. Like, it's got Stoneforges and True Names and Middling Mages and Plague Engineer. It does have Recruiters. But I don't know if there's a Soul Herder, probably, I don't know. There's a Oh
2: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. there's nothing like that. But, there's a reality um,
1: chip to get with your forges.
2: <laughs> They're also, like in this list, what I like so much about this deck um is that there are a lot of hate bears already in the main deck, like Meddling Mage, but also like, like I think two copies of Lavinia, which is not really that common, yeah. I think. Yeah, Lavinia is pretty because... good now. Yeah, people I've have seen,
0: been playing a lot, a lot more lot. Lavinia, as I noticed. Yeah. Do you know why? Like, I, I saw God of Teague. Of course, that makes a lot of sense. Lavinia, I guess, also makes sense. It, like It, stops forth Erlingas, as far as I remember. I guess. Does it, does it though? Actually, <laughs> I'm not even sure. No, it doesn't. <laughs> not
1: really. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Like, it just takes two yeah. off the mana, right?
2: If you know, I'll type it in the comments, please. <laughs> <laughs> There's also
0: Artai er- Resurrected. And do you guys know what that card does? I do know, but oh, I looked Oh, it's got it
1: sweet. Yeah, it's, like... Two blue and blacks, four mana, and it's like a three something, three two maybe three two. with flash. And when it ETBs, you can either destroy a creature or counter a spell or maybe activated ability, and the controller of whatever you destroy or counter draws
0: a card. Yeah, it's basically I think void slime exactly. is that kind of effect, right? Actually let me look that up. Void slime is just yeah, counter a spell or activated or triggered ability. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you, you yeah. get the cantrip on top of that. And the other option really, is really, really cool card. Destroy another target yeah. creature. Oh yeah or a plane socket controls the card. Yeah, it's basically the same yeah. right? And yeah. it has flash. Okay.
1: Yeah, and bounce it the crackers. Really cool. There's four crackers in this deck. Yeah, there
0: we go. Dude, seriously, like, this deck would completely. Like, this deck might outplay you so hard with, with like, all <laughs> the stuff that you don't see coming. Because, I mean, Vespa Vile is already, like, hard to grasp. Because, like, who expects the reality chip out of Stoneforge? Like, okay, get your shit whatever. Like, Kaldra complete, <laughs> I don't care. Like, no, no, I'm going to get this card advantage. And I'm like, oh my God. Is
1: yeah, there. It, there's a Jirai. Jedi- Reality chip, culture complete, and Battle Skull. A lot of yeah, I guess it
0: makes sense with Yorian and and like all those.
1: But you're right. The hate bears are serious as well. So two Lavinia, two Meddling Mage, two Hull Breacher, Opposition Agent, Plague Engineer. Yep.
0: Uh, Kai, can you deck actually? Can Doomsday beat Meddling yeah. Mage on Doomsday, or, or rather, like turn a uh, game one Meddling Mage <laughs> on uh, Oracle?
2: Yeah, I mean, they're hopefully they better play a swarm, so my um, street grapes <laughs> can you know <laughs> just <laughs> walk You've over done that them. Before, right? I've seen that. <laughs> Yeah. So the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is technically no. Practically no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, like, what, what, what I think is like the cutest thing about this decklist in particular is that you can like recruiter of the guard for a true name nemesis, which I think is like so cute.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that your definition of cute? Like, which kind of animals do you find cute? Like, like I don't know, oh, white like, sharks please, or something. <laughs> I don't even though it's, it's Dude, I love black mambas. They are the cutest. <laughs> I, I
2: guess yeah like true name is like at this point like true name was such a such a predator in the legacy format but like now you look at it it's just like an angry fish man like, it's, <laughs> yes. like, it's, it's, yes. it's, it's it's literally whatever <laughs>
1: the glory days of jeskai stone blade oh, crap God damn it mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah. Like one uh, one comment on um, on that era era though, I think like a lot of commentators, especially like uh, on Star City games, I think like Patrick Sullivan and Cedric Phillips, like they they basically mention, oh dude, I think like Legacy is, 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 is we we done now, you know, <laughs> like Legacy is over. Like we have we have True Name uh, Mirrors, we have Stoneforge Mystic, four VGT Skull, yada yada yada. You know, had a like good run. <laughs> and, and, and end of end of combat, you know, there's no blocker step anymore, things like that to be
1: fair it wasn't great
0: <laughs> yeah by the way guys i remember we were talking about like how many blue black decks how many underground c decks we were expecting in the top eight of the four seasons main event last time and i think some of us said four i think kai said two
1: i said yeah. for elm in my defense. oh was it for elm
0: okay i guess yeah. we can also look at ELM results because in this one there's one dedicated uh deck like blue black scam played by manuel judy yep. By the way, who was the only person at seven one and one? I want to say sneak in in everybody. else was like yes yeah. and one was like kind of cutthroat.
1: This is Manuel is Easy Money Marksman online. So anyone playing online will know him. He started seven zero and then got pared down, lost, and then had to play and lost again, but still squeaked in. But he started seven zero, so that's where his breakers come from.
0: Yeah, that's probably the only way to make it. <laughs>
1: yeah, because I, I went to congratulate him when he got seven zero. I was like, "Yes, you did it! Well done!" He's like. Uh, hold still on. Need to get Things there. can go wrong. And everything that can go wrong went wrong, but he still snuck in. Like, oh, yeah. you got
0: to meet him at Kai's booth. Such a nice yeah. guy. Yeah,
1: he's absolutely amazing. So cool. Yeah. So, cool.
0: Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. And then, I guess, the we got the one Underground Sea, uh, Espa Wilish deck, and everybody else. Like, I think that the, what the, the big yeah. r- lesson or, or conclusion to draw from this is, well, I guess Lance is really good. People were already talking about that. And all these, like, control yes. decks, like, in their different flavors. I guess we'll see which one actually prevails. They, they are really good.
1: Control decks overperformed, oh, yeah. I think. It, this is not just a Italians love control. They do. But these four-color control decks are really, really very good.
0: And then we got mm-hmm, the first yeah. place, by the way. So for those who don't know, in uh, love, at Four yes. Seasons, they just, like, award, award <laughs> prizes for everybody in Top 8. They don't play it out. But after Swiss, um, which is always kind of weird, right? Because the first person after Swiss is... is Kind of the person who had to play it, play for it until the end, whereas like others usually just draw in, so they naturally are in first place. But yeah, we got Borja Munoz playing. It's not PO, it's Forge, Conforge, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So uh, Boro was seven O into double ID. I know that. Okay, okay, that's interesting.
0: Yeah, then he should he should be worse than X ones, right?
1: Uh, I think I think all the seven Os either had to play like all the seven Os would and then. Uh, Manuel was the only one that was oh, pared down, I see, I lost, see. and then lost again. So 702 was actually the highest placing, I believe. This is going off memory, mm-hmm. so I'm not looking okay. at settings. Okay. But Khan Forge, I'm such a sucker for this. It's the raw power here. Like, there's four Serum Visions in the deck. That's a statement. And it's just the, the power of this deck. It can kill turn one. Wait,
0: did you just it, say Serum Visions?
1: serum powder sorry. <laughs> <It's> like, like, <laughs> we are the what we? well, seriously this is this the
0: first this is like what they called in vintage like a, 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 Espresso expresso, something like this is when you played these these stack stacks they played serum powder because their power level was like through the roof and they just needed the most broken opening hands and now we see this in yeah. Legacy
2: yeah, there's also Urza's Workshop, which is cool. As, as if the London Mulligan was not. Yeah, the London, <laughs> yeah, yeah mul, mulligan. There was
0: actually some, you guys remember when the London Mulligan was introduced and people were like, oh, that means Sarum Bowder draws you 14 cards. Like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so for anyone R- like unfamiliar. I'll give like a very quick breakdown of the deck. It's just like loads of Soul Lands, Grim Monoliths, a salt Monolith super summoners even, and then like voltaic Keys and Manifold Keys to untap your monoliths and just generate lots of mana fast. The payoffs are then for Khan the Great Creator and 4 Mystic Forge. Khan can obviously go and get Lattice or other kind of win conditions or the One Ring. It's got 3 One Rings as well and there's 3 Paradox Engines. So Paradox Engine is artifact for 5 mana whenever you cast a spell, you untap all your non land permanents. So it untaps all your monoliths and you generate tons of mana and then now you untap the ring and once you get Paradox Engine and the ring in play, it's pretty much a deterministic like kill you'll draw your deck you'll play an Emrakul, and you'll attack with that with that and like a
0: oh that's what the emerald is for i was like why are we playing this in the main deck but yeah you're right like we, we want to we need to win somehow <laughs>
1: i think it's also yeah. that you could, i think the shuffle effect might be legit like really the one ring and paradise engine just draws your deck hilariously easily so you need mm-hmm. so you, you sometimes can't draw your whole thing but khan for lattice or you make so much mana khan for walking blister there is also as a sagas will become huge so i think it's just a bit of redundancy and then and it's just like probably doesn't have it doesn't have any, any interaction apart from a couple of warping whales and spatial contortion in the cyborg, So probably kind of weak to painter so having this win condition which you can quite realistically cast with so much mana in this deck uh, just main deck yeah. to painter as well as if cons and like turn two kills wasn't enough but yeah
2: yeah that's pre- that's pretty awesome
1: yeah th- like but I, looking at this deck list this deck is crazy called
2: the Collector or no rock. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: just, yeah, just be faster. you know, That's Saga and that's pretty much it. Uh, you, you, a lot of times you can't even activate Saga, I guess. I guess if you have, you have some lands. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it, it is, though. I, and I think it's kind of fairly conscious to be like, yep, I've got two warping whales in the sideboard. I'm just going to go under you or dodge you.
0: I guess we also got against yeah, no, a I, 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 I like that approach, it's
2: really stuff. yeah. I like that approach, though. <laughs> yeah. By the way, who would
0: have thought um, that between legacy and vintage, Urza's Saga would see more play? Uh, Urza's Workshop would see more play than Misha's Workshop. Like Misha's Workshop is basically <laughs> dead in vintage, right?
2: Uh, I don't, I don't know about that. Really? But um, I thought it was like completely yeah. dead ever since uh, the
0: initiative became a thing. See, 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 see well, how much do I know about vintage? I went one not won.
1: Well. You haven't put a very high bar because this is a workshop. This is the first time I've seen it in Legacy. That's true. That's so. true. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool to see um, other decks in the top eight that we've seen. There's a lands deck, Sphere Lands, so four Mindex spheres. Yannick Nellemann. Like yeah, yep, yeah, Yannick, good yep.
2: choice. Good choice. And then I think, like, the, I think, like, when I um, when I took a little, a small break to, to just see, like, um, see around the tables, you know, um, I think a lot of very really good players picked up lands i think like including like matt brown for example Mm -hmm. and i think i saw i saw a few other people like picking up lands which you know like in paper you don't really see that deck very often because of tabernacle but like holy smokes that deck crushes uh scam yeah like like crazy and i don't know about the matchup against control i gotta be honest with you like it it, i feel like yeah uh, it
1: depends if control can get his mana like out if that makes sense. Uh huh. So the, the yeah, games are yeah. probably really swingy either way. Like if Control gets its mana going and a ring going, probably just steamrolls from there. But if Matt lands can get a quick Wasteland lock, then Control feels helpless. Yeah, totally. I guess the spheres yeah. also like, make cause... it really hard.
0: If you get the early yeah. Spheres going, like it's such a nightmare for yeah. Control.
2: Right. Like I think the um, the general um, like reason for this is that um, the scam decks kind of take care of all the like the Sneak and Show decks and Doomsday and Storm and like all the, you know, it's like spell-based combo decks. Yeah. Uh, so, like, Lance has, like, less things to worry about, right? And can just completely crush those, like, I don't know, Demir, Esper, what have you, Oakish Bowmaster It's like Oakish Bowmaster has almost close to zero attacks against uh,
1: Lance. Yeah. Yeah, they're just, like, two annoying little bodies. It's not much of a clock. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. An extra body, you have to pay uh, yeah. one for the Tabernacle. So, yeah, yeah, it kind of sucks.
1: I think last deck to mention here in sixth place is Boros
0: Initiative. Yeah, unfortunately, they cut off the name, so we can't actually see the name here on the Four Seasons Twitter page. <laughs> uh, maybe it's also a secret I'll look name. it up
1: because I, I saw it on Twitter. But um, this player, I'm gonna try and find their name now. They lost one game before going seven zero double ID.
0: Wait, did they one did, game? You mean one match or
1: no? Nope, this player lost one game,
0: and then went seven like two zero two zero two zero two zero. Yeah, what the they, fuck it is? Ben Bellman. I was going to say they better have a name.
1: <laughs> yeah, Ben Bellman's from Belgium, I think it is. Yeah, it looks like it. I think. Yeah, I might have they actually lost went two o shadow, two o shadow, two one Doomsday, two o Yorian Taxes, two o control, two o shadow, two o lands, ID ID. <laughs>
0: this is like you play your first Legacy tournament. You're like, this game is too easy. Let, let next Locarno, Let's try that one.
1: <laughs> if any deck is going to absolutely steamroll, Initiative is such a steamroll deck. Like when you when you run hot and play well. This deck is so powerful, still as well. Which um quick shout out as well to Sahar. Everyone must know Sahar by now. Sahar Mehadi. She won our LLM yesterday playing initiative Yay! as well. Awesome, awesome Congrats. running. She crushed me in the in one of the early rounds. Dude, whenever uh, I see, yeah. like I
0: see a report of somebody playing against painter and the, LL, the LLM, I'm like, oh, that must have been Karim, maybe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was I was playing the blue PO deck actually.
0: Oh, okay, okay,
1: yeah, yeah, but um. That, uh, what's it called? The Archive of Emery is pretty
0: good card. Yeah, okay. and then Dude, get- Seriously, destroying, <laughs> destroying everyday eternal hosts left and right, apparently. Absolutely.
1: And game two, she saw a really, really sick line, which I didn't see and killed me, which is sweet. But yeah, uh, back to it. Initiative seemed really good. Like, I was really low on it in theory because of the blue-black decks, like you know, griefing your big creature and then reanimating it. But in the main event, it seems like these decks were kind of pushed out.
0: You know what's kind of of cool? Uh, Apparently that's like a new tech that I've seen in a couple of those decks, and that's two copies of Eagles of the North yeah a,
1: yeah this is in ben, ben's deck it's a
0: three three bird soldier for five colorless and a white flying when eagles of the north enters the battlefield creatures you control get plus one plus oh and first strike enter and it has plane and Is that it <laughs> that, oh, that okay. is it right he had the three three four six <laughs> <laughs> i mean this is how i played Magic right, when like i started playing like i would have paid so much for that card and it would have been a rare of course <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's it's a land that pitches to solitude basically
0: which is really good. Oh,
2: nice! You yeah. know, like I think, yeah, we were like Tromops, all wondering yeah. about the because this this is the white oliphant. Right? Yes, yes, exactly. Okay, could, Yeah, because like literally no one was was talking about this card. Like in fact, I, I just saw it now for the very first mm-hmm. time. I was like, okay, well, so like all colors except white got their land cyclists. That's really
1: that's really nice. I like how you say oliphant, not not troll of Kazadoom. One. Re- oh that dude, that'd be way too basic. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not I'm not a basic yeah, bitch, yeah. you know. But like a problem with this deck had before was pitch cards. Like Chromox can feel awkward sometimes. Solitude really, really always wants to have a pitch card. And the deck doesn't play that many white cards. It's like four archons, four dungeoneers, four solitudes, and now four thailingers, which is just the best thing to put under a chrome mox. Mm-hmm. And then two eagles. So i admit there's a lot of fast manner as always in initiative, so you probably can cast it but it's just a hmm. pitchable land, which is
0: really, really good. Yeah. You know, the wise of that tech, as you mentioned, like, has always been a little bit shaky to me. Like, in my experience, especially like when it comes to yeah. color requirements... And now all of a it sudden, is. like, we can even, like, Kevin of Souls this into, into a proper land and then do something. I, I, I like that. I like that tech quite a yeah, bit. Yeah,
1: Kevin on Eagle, Bird,
0: whatever yeah. it is. By the way, Kai, you, you see something in the sideboard here. We got like in the sideboard. So somebody has actually oh, attended dude, the Samataric School of Deckland. Oh, he's right.
2: Yeah, but the problem is that this player doesn't play Aether Vial. But, yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, but they play 10 mana. Other than that. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, Good yeah. But that was it for the for the main event i want to say is there anything else guys that's that you noticed throughout the day except for the awesome matches
1: i noticed a huge diversity there was a lot of control at the top tables like the, a lot of the control decks like one mirrors to get in stuff i think control really dominated the top quarter of the field but walking around was just a lot of different decks as we guessed like there was a lot of underground sea scam kind of style decks and control but there was just a lot of different stuff. It was cool. Like, the games seemed good. There was just good gameplay. Yeah,
0: there was also some really cool, like, I think we saw Inigo Viomar, like, Roomcar, who ran the ELM stream on Saturday yep. perfectly. He got, I think, top 16 playing Cradle Control. Yeah, he went 7-2. 17, you yep. say? 7-2. Oh, 7 yeah, yeah. Amazing performance. Yeah. We also saw uh, Peter Plank of the uh, of the In Response podcast, like, p- very close to top 8 for most of the day. I think eventually he yep. fell short playing Painter with the White Splash. Yeah, lots, lots of familiar faces at the top tables. Like, we, as is usual with these tournaments, especially for this size, like, it extends way beyond just the top 8, right? Even the top 16 yeah. were a lot of times putting in the same results close enough. And I, I just love basically rail birding those. I dropped after the fifth round and I, I'm usually the kind of guy who like sticks through and wants to play every single round, but I just love the, the chill atmosphere and I guess I keep going yeah. back to Kai's booth, like hanging out at Kai's booth and just like chit-chatting and, and sometimes walking around watching matches, okay. I, I I think I never played this little magic because especially on Saturday I also didn't play, we'll we quickly talk about that as well in a moment. But, yeah, was last sure.
1: Last quick shout outs. I want to give a shout-out to Eric Santo. I think it's not quite how you pronounce it. He made top 16 with Breakfast, Turbo Breakfast. He has top eighted ELM uh, the last two times, or maybe it was just on camera against the Black-Red deck. Maybe I'm getting confused. But I know he top eighted the first ELM and then top 16 here, and he's just usually doing very well with Breakfast. So he lost a win into Claudio, which came down to like the wire as well. So watch out for this guy. He's really good. <laughs>
0: Oh, he played that, That's that Turbo Breakfast version, right? That we see
1: Turbo now? Turbo Breakfast with like three packs of negations. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah three packs of negations. And I think they also play like three copies of Step Through so they can really sidestep the graveyard here yeah. and stuff.
1: Yeah, it was. um, Yeah, we, we commentated around six with him. That was it. And last shout out to Marcus Evold who top 16 with High Tide. If anyone follows me on Twitter, you will have seen me fanboying over Marcus, like posting lots of results when he was playing at ELM as well. But he went 5 2 in ELM and 7 2 in the main event with breakfast uh, with high tide, sorry. His his new build, which is so elegant, it's just like loads of mind's desires and you, you exile your whole deck with minds desires and win with Jace Wielder
0: Mysteries. And that's literally the only win condition, right? Yep. Actually the only only win condition.
1: If it gets discarded you can shuffle it back in with time spirals. If it gets discarded and exiled, well then you can't win <laughs> but that's it it's it's so beautiful
0: when you watch the deck I almost want to play it
1: nice oh yeah I played a League when I got home it was awesome I went 1-4 <laughs> but, I, played it really well. <laughs> but I, I definitely like was playing really fast and loose and I had like when you win it's so fun to play I'll definitely pick it up again it was me playing like a complete donkey but it's so fun to play okay
0: yeah how about the ELM Yeah, the ELM. We you heard about it a lot from us, right? Over the last couple of weeks, that's basically the big thing, the culmination of all of legacy that's going on in Europe. I think they said they had something like ninety-three qualifiers over the years, over the year. Mm -hmm. uh, With on average, they said something about fifty players playing in them, which puts it at like almost five thousand players competing over the course of the year for. But 103 slots. I think it awarded like 105 or something. Like almost like they, they had an attendance rate that was through the roof. They had so many players who to actually like pick up their, their stuff and, and came to, to Bologna. So the- I think it was
1: just two Greeks didn't come. So pick it up, Greece.
0: <laughs> like <a> column calling, <laughs> all calling all the you entire out country of Greece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
1: it. To be fair, they're in the middle of some uh, fires all over their country. So it's quite Actually, unsanable.
0: didn't we get Sean, like Kai's friend from Greece? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He should oh, Yeah, Sean. But he's American. I guess he's still eligible. eligible. Yeah. Yeah, he should have played that. Okay. So, yeah, Yeah. I I just want to set the stage because the the way, like, all of the volunteers who have been working towards this, they, the, the, I guess there's always, like, the mission, the vision, and I never really know which one is which, but the the vision is that this is, the pro tour for Legacy, basically. We are still, of course, not there yet. The, the first one was like a beta. This one was the first real one, uh, which you can tell because I played in the first one, but I didn't qualify for this one. <laughs> <laughs> None, of None of us did, it's okay. <laughs> oh, actually true, right? We, we all played in the first one. You we were the beta testers. Yeah, and this time on Saturday, when we held the tournament, uh, Callum, actually all three of us, we did commentary, right? Yes,
2: we did. Yes.
0: Awesome. Yeah, Callum, you actually, you played, you, you went the extra mile. You went, in the, you played in the Legacy <laughs> side went. But whenever it was your turn to commentate, you literally scooped that match and jumped into the commentary booth. How often did that actually happen?
1: Only once, but there was a couple of times where I went to play play someone and be like, right, if we don't finish this match in half an hour, I need to concede and go, so. And <laughs> then your the opponent was like, let me think. Oh, Mulligan. Mm, oh, let me pie Shuffle no. again. <laughs> but I don't know, I was like super down. After the teams, I was like really content. It was such a nice, chill day. And then we went out every night was just like great food and drinks and I was really content to be just hanging out all day Saturday talking with friends winding up Kai at his booth and just like seeing what people are playing and watching the ELM basically but then after a few hours of watching people play I was like mm, I want to do that it looks really fun so first of all I think I forgot which rounds how many we were commentating so I was like okay uh, I think should, you did, I the just the so sixth, did the second and the sixth and then
0: I did the finals with Kai and the semi-finals yeah. with Luke I believe yeah, because I think I
1: got confused whether I was doing semifinals or not. Either way, I forgot about round six as well. I knew I needed to do round two. So yeah. whatever, I, I was happy to do it. So I went and played. And round one, I got paid into Marcus, who was busy playing on camera at the ELM. So he forgot to not sign up.
0: So I got to buy round one. So, so we're talking about the Legacy side event right now.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. Anyway, then like I had to like concede round three to go and do the round two ELM commentary, which is fine uh, i spoke to the judges they're like yeah we won't drop you but go on. it's fine <laughs> and then i got to play the rest so it's really fun to play uh as always really good vibes and then yeah we do commentary round six as
0: well really fun to do the commentary yeah dude i love doing that also like i always i always feel like you're saving my ass because all of a sudden like when there's <laughs> new stuff coming up like some really deep stuff you're like oh yeah this guy on twitter i'm like oh good I'm so, thank you so much for coming yeah because, like, we got to see the got black the red
1: shadow aggro deck
0: That one one was amazing, that one was so close to actually making top 8, let me find, where is it? Red, Black, Scam, Aggro, Andre Mateos. I was like pretty sure he would make top 8, but I guess the tiebreakers didn't break his way or something, Uh, but Mm -hmm. that deck was something very fresh and like something I hadn't seen before. There's also like a lot more other great decks here outside of the top 8, but let's actually look at the top 8. Because mm-hmm. in first place, we got the Mono Black Besiege deck by František Yuda. And dude, I took so Yuda. many notes. Like, I wanted to be a proper commentator. I literally took so many notes on all the players. I also asked them the stupidest questions, like which animals I could be in a <laughs> fight. If they were a vegetable, which vegetable they were, and then I mixed them up completely, like I, I yeah, anyway. <laughs> like so. Oh in the, in the final interview, I kept asking František like how he would beat a panda bear, and like props to him, he didn't like he wasn't weirded out. He was just like talking about how he would beat a panda bear, and then later I looked at my notes and actually said that he wanted to beat a ghost, <laughs> not a panda bear. But he had just played along with it, it's just, like okay. <laughs> But yeah, he's playing the mono black besiege deck, and I think Callum, you talked about that right when we talked about that card that you see the home for it in exactly this kind of deck.
1: Yeah, um, we kind of said that the card has tons of potential, and we'll see it in a lot of places. But I we thought that it would probably fade off slowly, but if it's the best anywhere, it's probably going to be this kind of mono black helm deck. And I have to say, this deck is so well built because I've played this deck a few times, and the problem always was drawing like two helms or two ley lines or too many four drops of like not the right four drops and stuff like that. And then here, I never thought of this until seeing the deck list, obviously. It's just got one helm, one Khan, one ill-gotten one gains. shieldred, one ill-gotten gains. So it's got these like all these clunky four-drops who are just, you know, sometimes Khan you don't want it against Delver. Or the Shieldred you want against Delver, but not against a deck that's trying to kill you with the Lions like Diamond and Wade you want the Khan. And then you just draw, draw the wrong side of your deck. But now with the Beseechers, you can go and kill people. Or you can go and get a Leyline if you have the, the Helm already. So it, the deck is just leaner. It doesn't die to kind of Wasteland days as much. And you know, you're know you still playing Void Voidwalkers, Orcish Bowmasters, a couple of Opposition Agents. So you've got a good mid-range plan as well. And you've got azazagas uh, as well. So this deck kind of like plays Broken Cards in Dark Ritual and Chrome Mox in a way. And then it attacks from multiple different angles. It can totally beat you with damage, it can beat you with, you know, the combo, or it can like beseech for Khan and like bridge you and stuff. It has Cyborg Chalice of the Voids as well, and it's gone for main deck thought seizures. That's saying what well, he thinks of Chalice of the Void in the meta at the moment. Didn't he actually so like commentate I, in one of those yeah. matches
0: where it literally won on turn one, basically, with Ill Gotten Gains because it had that Leyland <laughs> of the void out
1: Yeah, it was turn two, it was against Marcus on stream and but it was game three against over- him, right? Oh, it was game three, and he went. He opened with Leyline and played turn two, Ill-gotten oh Gains. God, that's disgusting. Oh that, yes. <laughs> which, for anyone that doesn't understand the interaction, so Ill-gotten Gains is... It's four mana. Uh, all players discard their hands. Then each player puts three cards from his or her graveyard into his or her hand when you have a laydown of the void in play your opponent has no graveyard to recur- return cards from so it just makes them discard their whole hand
0: so i also i was thinking about this why would you have that instead of just like going for ham to kill them i mean it's obvious right i mean it's obvious to me now <laughs> initially i was wondering it's just like one less mana than ham and against a lot of decks mm-hmm. this will still win you the game
2: oh yeah hundred yeah. percent. but yeah I I, like so. again the f- it gotten it gotten gains is like one of those spells you want to cast like asap and it gets like super super bad and like in mid or post um Long Games yeah, right,
0: yeah. N- n- nobody ever cast like value ill gotten games except for Iggy Pop. Yo, guess, dude, that was like that, that was that like,
2: that
0: kind of was like a, a, a like
2: passing flames mm. for Parson flames, was, it's not bad. And, n- and now we have Paradise Lost, so you know, <laughs> 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 but you know what? I keep seeing like you have more and more one offs because we ha- get like a tutor effect. This deck is not overpowered because of um, besiege the, the mirror, I want to say, because like. At this point, almost all non-blue decks in legacy do have access to like demonic tutor-ish cards, right? Like, be green sun zenith in, in green decks, or crop rotation, or natural order. Even like painted decks have the goblin engineer, or like what
1: mm-hmm. I guess and saga, saga yeah, even.
2: saga. Or, like white decks can go like um, what's it called? Recruiter of the guard. So, but like besiege the besiege the mirror is is basically the the black finally a black green sun zenith, if if so to speak, right? And Mm-hmm. That kind that's kind of it's kind of like a a beauty to to legacy decks in general that like the, the blue decks don't really have to play those demonic tutor-ish cards because they have brainstorm and Ponder and like those cards
0: they have to do like the manual hard work <laughs> they have to find um, the cards the fair way I mean Brainsome
2: at this point is almost like triple demonic tutor and you just put like two bad cards back so
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay okay
0: mm. <laughs> uh, was, uh, hashtag Alex or something <laughs> like, dude, tutor. like we gotta
2: attack him in one of those episodes
0: really oh yeah but, but anyway like <laughs> I
2: um, I I, I want to say that is that like people have been saying that this card is insane, like Tremor is like, you know, it's like it's crazy good, especially with like the, um, the Oakish Ballmasters where it can simply sacrifice on um, a token, you know, just be done with it. But I'm saying that like, you know, we, we've had tutors for a very, very long time and I'm just happy that Black also has one and tutors are also not as good as they used to be because of cards like Opposition Agent, right?
0: Yeah, i guess we don't really counter uh we don't really count infernal tutor right That one is, is like very specific when we talk about like tutors for oh black.
2: yeah i mean that's the most demonic tutorish demonic tutor card <laughs> that's the closest <laughs> one we have yeah yeah,
0: yeah I, I know exactly what you're saying like you, you can actually play like a mid-range deck with two effects which previously black didn't really get to do
2: exactly like the, like you know like yeah. the, um, like this deck t- almost looks like a vintage deck if. if um, with, with, like a, with like with like a sol- solid solid yeah. core, and then you have a lot of like u- utility one-offs. Looks pretty appealing to me. But uh,
0: well, by the way, we mm. actually uh, like the tournament went really late. Like I, I could really tell, like Kai, during the finals, you were like super tired at that point. Oh, right? dude,
2: we were like freaking. Dude, we were, like, we were destroyed, oh yeah.
0: Like, the the tournament concluded at, I want to say, like, 11pm or something, like, really late, and we we struggled to still find food, but we, actually, we went to one of our favorite pizza places we go every time, right? And we were joined by Frantisek and um, Marco Male, I want to say, and... Ah, uh, some guy who was like quite the experience. I'm so sorry, I don't remember your name, and we won't go deep into that. <laughs> it's, yeah, okay, let's not deep into that. But shoutouts—he he drove us there. He, he made sure we got food, so thank you so much. And Frontisac actually said, "Yeah, the deck is really good, but he misses playing blue deck so much, so he will never play the deck again that he just won the tournament with."
1: <laughs>
2: Imagine saying that after you won a tournament the, the deck. List. I, I, I don't really want to play it for the for the future.
0: But the thing is, he also really likes Comet Stellar Pop. I think he even has it on his Twitter profile that that's the coolest card ever. So I guess he needs to play some kind of chess kite deck then. And we've yeah. seen some Comets here and there, also on Magic Online now, that now that it's there. It's
1: also in Cheskai Control in this top eight, by the way.
0: In Guy Control in, where is it? In oh, yes. Thomas Varga's list. Here we go. Fifth to eighth place. Many copies. One copy? Yeah. It's just one. so for a moment, like there. it destroyed Magic Online whenever you rolled a six. So it was like the hidden mode. But I think they've <laughs> patched that now. Ah, uh, that's good.
1: But Fred's sake, we've played a few times online he's been on like standstill decks, so he does he likes his control despite playing Initiative Last ELM. And, What's his name uh, on Magic
0: Online?
1: I can't remember now, I'm afraid. I thought you played him. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't you remember. You could just tell uh,
0: by, by the wipe that he got. <laughs>
1: no, he, he told me it's it's him. This is this was like quite a while ago, but he told me it's him. We chatted for ages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um no, again, shout out. So he said he was like running around Prague, going to friends' houses to borrow all the cars to build this deck last minute with zero testing basically. So I think this is just testament to how well tuned into Legacy is. He's got a brilliant legacy mind. And again, I'm just really impressed with the deck building of you know, finding these one offs and finding the problem with this deck before and the the Beseech Shell and yeah, he's even got like a damnation sideboard, it's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: like all of the sweet stuff that that Beseech now enables, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm just really impressed. He's, really? he's
0: amazing. In second place, we got uh, Bruno Sequeira from Portugal playing Grixis Delva, and I think that's a pretty, pretty run of the mill version of it, right? This is pretty much what you would expect. One spell, PS uh, counterbalance and sideboard. They sometimes do that. Price of mm. progress. Here we go. Yeah, that's certainly up to the test.
1: That's the most crazy card. <laughs> I it? mean, you can, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you can in you can de- one shot control the deck, yeah.
2: players with this, right? Yeah. Yeah. Take like.
0: Especially since you got Mystic Sanctuary, like, end of turn, Price of Progress, Dude, I, like, then next turn put did, it on top draw with Brainstorm. I like Price
2: of Progress, like, a lot. Now that we talked about the fourth Airlingas and how, how impactful it is, like, did control players want to make land drops, right? Yeah, more mm, than anything. So, like, Price of Progress, like, looks pretty lethal. Almost, almost at any point of the game, I think. Except maybe turn one. Oh, damn.
0: Then, looking at the other decks, we got third... Uh, our third slash fourth place uh, one of the biggest European legacy legends Angelo Cadet playing his four color ring deck with two copies of Whale of Summer in the main deck dude I hate that so much I played against him a couple of times on Magic Online before the tournament <laughs> and those two whales in the main deck Ugh, I hate it I hate it but what can you do this... just stop naming blue yeah I, I didn't even name blue he literally like it, it also says like just cut, prevent your spells from being countered he, I didn't even name to name like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah you know so. what I mean right
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, this is a good tech piece for anti-scam stuff, basically. Oh, that's so insane. was vale, is very well positioned now, so expect a lot of them.
0: He had also he had the most insane quarterfinals against Sebastian Bender, playing uh, great cradle control. I think their quarterfinals, I literally want to say it took 90 minutes. I'm pretty sure it took one and a half hours.
1: They went to sudden death, right? They went to <laughs> sudden death, and yeah you're laughing now oh, but uh oh, usually like, did, when, yeah.
0: when you have like a 90 minute limit you yeah. feel like yeah it, it's not gonna go to something yeah oh, they do yeah <laughs> it was long what can you do what can you do they had they had some imma- also like i love by the way that this is playing one quiran ranger again that's just like so much utility in, in those cradle control decks for and ranger and i i always felt like if, if there's one card oh <laughs> <laughs> See if we go, I was gonna say if there's one card I wanna to add to the main deck, yeah, this is literally what Sebastian did. He he goes to sixty one cards. Here we go, one in range. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> just noticed that. Nice. Uh then we got the Dario Moreno, blue black scam in the top eight, three copies of Saren's Ransom, I think three is a little bit, cool. bit more uncommon. I
1: like I, I love Saren's Ransom. I still think it's underplayed and underutilized. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's really good. I gotta say, I watched Dario play a lot and I was just so impressed by how incredibly tight he plays. I, I was really blown away. And I just, every time I saw him playing, I was like, I'm just going to go and watch. So, yeah, he just did everything right. And that's exactly what you don't want to do when you play against these like Wasteland base <laughs> decks. you just like, please just make a little mistake. He is incredibly scary <laughs> to face, I think. so. I wonder how many people yeah, he actually got with you.
0: Stifle. There's two copies of Stifle in there.
1: Yeah. Uh, probably everyone. Like, I would not yeah. be on my radar at all. Like, it's, it's
2: especially good in a deck like this where you have an additional synergy, right? Because like, you can probably stifle your griefs like the the evoke evoke for example evoke. things Ooh, like that yeah okay. like I think like yeah, like stifling, yeah like but also like like from looking back at back at the day when um you had those dreadnought decks right like the, you could use stifle as a wasteland stifle kind of thing but you can also use it proactively to you know push your threats a little bit or like or like one of my probably mm-hmm. like all-time favorites is like Guys of Sand Tracht where you get a token and at at end of turn it (laughs) triggers and you stifle that
0: dude you you get yeah you keep that
2: angel forever it's so good
0: (laughs) oh that's the beauty that's the beauty of it yeah you know what you can also do you can stifle the storm on um uh yeah
2: you could do that but
0: (laughs) what would you could you would (laughs) sure yeah if you're you're loving then
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) one card in the sideboard that was very impressive while watching the games um, was Palantir of Orthanc, Mm -hmm. another new card from Lord of the Rings. It's kind of like a little bit of better of like one-sided Howling Mine. It's three mana, um, then a lot of words. (laughs) It's a legendary artifact. It's essentially scry two and then draw a card at the end of your turn. It does some other stuff where it gives your opponent the choice to mill cards and it gets counters every turn and they take damage based on the CMC of the card's mills but that kills them so fast that they just have to give you the card yeah. pretty fast. A lot
0: of times when I play against the deck it's like I usually take the damage once, maximum twice because beyond that it's just like, especially with the scry yeah. involved, it's, you really can't take the damage.
1: Well, like, <laughs> this deck is playing like Murktides and Trolls and Forcer Wheels and Lorien Revealed. It's got a very high CMC but low curve in the deck. Mm-hmm. So, in a way it's yeah. it's kind
0: of like the, the successor to Card of Cunning but it can't be blasted. Mm-hmm and that's just like so good awesome yeah then we got we already talked about sebastian in fifth place sixth place we got bartosh Kreda playing grixis there well uh, one on holy heat other than that or dark blast on the side but okay i guess we can do that yeah it's cool one minor this
1: is another MTGO killer this is i am venom another anyone that plays magical nine will run into him quite a lot there
0: Oh, minor misstep i was like oh wait what was this minor no <laughs> mental <laughs> mental yeah, yeah here we go yeah
1: yeah
0: cool congrats
1: congrats
0: and then we got two more chess guy control decks thomas Varga and yohan star and i oh is actually playing two copies of minor misstep in the main deck yeah i guess we talked about how, how that deck can actually do that he's also playing a copy of days undoing and yeah and foreign as you he, as he would expect i guess
1: i'm amazed these two top eighted it's huge testament to their skill <laughs> <laughs> I just look at these decks and I don't understand how, I think the 4 color control, soupy mid-range piles are incredibly strong, as I said, but Jessica Control, like, you know, they're just really good, these players. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I guess it's, it's, I mean, he's got two copies of Triumph of St. Catherine. I want to see that card in action so badly because everybody's always talking about it. And I literally, I don't think I've ever played against a card ever, like anywhere.
1: I've played with it a bit and it was okay. It was only okay.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty low on the card. Okay, okay. Yeah,
1: <laughs> no. Both of them have two fourthier lingus, as you would expect, though. So, oh, you that is a big, big shot in the arm of power for the deck.
0: I, I see one thing that can actually give them a little bit of an edge against the four-color control decks, and also something that just completely destroyed me when it, I played against that Both have main deck blood moons. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, they do. See, that's. Oh, yeah. yeah I guess that's the same. I was, I was um, getting at the the ruination. Oh, inside. that's really nice. Oh, yeah. okay.
2: I see. Th- I wonder if these. Yeah, yeah I, I guess together. like if you play so many basics. Yeah, they do yeah, work together. You, it's still non-basic. Okay. I think you Makes gotta sense. take your advantage just being like a prismatic V-Star deck. You have to, right?
1: So I I meant where these players work together. Oh, very I see. Because they both have one Mind at Blood Moon, they both have one Cyborg Ruination. But they have some differences as well.
0: Yeah, maybe they don't like each other (laughs) (laughs) that's what you meant right (laughs) yeah cool cool yeah that was that was it for the european legacy masters another great event so many players looking to qualify actually coming here and yeah i'm definitely going to try to qualify for the next one next year and see how big we can make that one because you you can already tell right there's a lot of ambition to make this even greater every single time and
1: that was my takeaway like while watching i was like damn it i really want to play it's so cool to be playing great players it's so it's so amazing to get the opportunity to play against such a great uh, field of players. So I'm going to try harder to qualify for next year, definitely.
0: Yeah, I got to say, I didn't really try too hard, right? Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that as a, oh, I could have if I tried. No, no, I, I, no. But I, I noticed that there was a lot of effort left on the table, and I I could have tried harder. And that that's hopefully like the the whole idea that people get out of the ELM, right? This is yeah. this is where you can earn your name. This is where you make a name for yourself, and this is yeah. In, in the long run, I mean. Of course, it's laughable if I say, oh, the Legacy Pro Tour. I mean, we're very far from that, but that's that's really what we're building towards. And just to give you an idea, we almost, well, I, I say we, like I'm tangential related to that whole operation, like very minor thing, uh, but we doubled the prices uh, compared to last year, almost doubled the prices. So the, you see that there's ambition and like, it's not about the prices, but you see that everything keeps growing and, and keeps getting bigger and people talk about it more and the coverage gets more professional, even though like we had other clowns on, but overall, I love it where this whole project is going and i'm so excited to see what's going to happen next year same same awesome so guys there's basically a lot more legacy i think we'll just like look at that during one of our next episodes because there's like the legacy super qualifier by the way shout outs to mike Mapson of the depth podcast qualifying for what does it actually qualify for i guess the pro tour i think so he, he went into the finals uh, against kahiro works mm-hmm. and both of them qualified uh, he, that's actually a fun story i read on twitter his dog <laughs> like, slapped on his laptop card, and somehow that destroyed it. I guess it overheated or something. (laughs) So between rounds, he literally had to pack up his laptop, go to a different place, like his friend's place, and continue playing the tournament. Oh, dude,
1: that's dedication. That's cool. (laughs) if my dog stopped me qualifying for the Pro Tour you can't be angry at your dog just, <laughs> it would not be my, my dog happen. anymore <laughs> whoa, whoa. That's, that's the better answer to this
0: <laughs> so yeah i guess guys we're gonna call it a day so once again everybody mm-hmm. check us out on everyday minus eternal.com the website is gonna go live i want to say somewhere in the next one or two weeks it's not gonna be live uh, right now but you you will find us on x god this is so yeah. bad seriously elon can, can, can you go but yeah we're gonna stay with twitter <laughs> and yeah we let you know once it's live and you will find the new episodes there all of your podcasting platforms they will most most likely automatically update give the give it like a day or two uh, i don't know at, at which frequency state, they they double check their, their sources for the rss feed and then it's going to work and if it's not if it's not going to work if you somehow find out on instagram x wherever the pope sends you a, a message that a new episode is out but it doesn't show up in your podcasting app literally please send us a message on the new website that's going to be out by then and just let us know which platform you're using and then we'll get that one fixed for you is that it for today uh-huh Mm-hmm. think so what are you guys up to for the rest of the evening
1: i'm gonna go and play a deck i've just seen on twitter from marco montani which is up the beanstalk delver and it. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so good mandrills is rug with mandrels and uh tides. It looks terrifyingly good. Oh, you, you also, you also <laughs>
0: draw on the creatures, right? I
2: never
1: really thought about oh, that. Oh, yeah.
2: nice. Yes, yeah, like all yeah. you turn all your creatures into like little mini Uros then.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's terrifying. It looks really yeah. good. If so, there's one maybe. thing
0: more terrifying than merktide, than merktide with oh, a cantrip. Yeah. It is very that's much
1: disgusting. so. Yeah. He he just said like, imagine going Mandrels, draw a card, Mandrels, draw a card, 4 <laughs> thing, draw a card. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. That, that that sounds yeah. like our new Overlord. That, that's the Rack deck we, we don't want to see in the format. Yeah.
1: Join us in two weeks when we're talking about Beanstalk delivers the new kings.
0: Yeah, I, I can't wait for Beanstalk Doomsday. Right, street drive, car street drive, get into a Doomsday pile. That's oh, what we do. Easy, it. Easy, <laughs> easy, easy. Oh yeah. So everybody, thank you so much. If you want to support Everyday Turner, please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or supporting us on Patreon. And with that, by the way, have you checked out our new intro and outro? I'm so in love with that. Yeah,
1: it's new. <laughs> yep, I totally have listened to it. Yep,
0: <laughs> it was on the last episode. To, to be fair. So yeah, quit, quit. Everybody, see you again next time. (laughs) And bye-bye. Yo, see
1: ya. Ladies, everyone.